Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is the primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, which is brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and as usual, I'll be hosting the show exclusively for World Radio Paris. Within the fashion industry, fragrance is one of the most sought-after accessories, often outselling the clothes themselves as an entry-level price point. These days, your second skin, or the fragrance that you wear, is a multi-billion pound industry thanks to Paris's very own Coco Chanel, who presented Chanel No. 5 back in 1921, being the first fashion designer in the world to do so. In this show, we look at the mechanics and branding of scent with Thomas Dennis, one of the owners from the internationally renowned The Perfumery Niche Atelier. Yeah, the the, um, the actual concept of the shop was to open um, a niche perfumery a little bit different than the rest that we're accustomed to, looking for brands that are niche, but a little bit more, or I should say less um, um, popular or less known. So we're trying to look for something a little bit more alternative. So that's where the whole concept of the perfumery came from, where we wanted to do something very, very creative and a little bit different than your typical niche perfumeries that offer the typical niche perfumeries that that we already know. And that was the whole idea of the perfumery. That was the concept, to do something a little bit more alternative. Okay, now who are the creative team behind the shop and what are their roles? Okay, there's actually, believe it or not, (laughs) behind the shop there's only two individuals, which is my myself and um, Raul. Okay, Raul is the person, he's the creative um, individual behind the website and he's the person who's in charge of doing all the social media, okay? He's the one who promotes the, the shop, and due to the fact that he's um, a computer engineer, he was very good at creating a very interesting website that was very easy to use, very professional. And he also did a website that was very different from most in that it's not just to take or go into the website and purchase online, which you can. It's extremely informative. So you can read all about the different aspects of perfume, or you can talk about, or you can investigate, again, who the perfume was designed by what year it was designed by you can actually even go and see actual videos of people talking about you know the the, the exact perfumes and, and and things like that so it's a that was that aspect of the of the business is is Raul and then he also helps me to a certain degree with some of the, the um, design and which would be the um, decoration of the shop because basically that's what I do so the actual shop itself the furniture, the space, and so forth was designed by me because I actually come from um, having experience in, as an interior designer. Okay, so that aspect of the, the shop is what I'm basically in charge of. Okay, and obviously taking care of clients and so forth. So he does, I do the more the physical aspect of the shop, and he does more of the virtual shop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I've actually attended one of your informative training courses on perfume, which was amazing. When you visit the website, when you come to the shop, when you speak to yourself, there's such a passion for fragrances. Where did this come from? Well, uh, this obviously had to come from my past. When I was very, very young, I was always very um, obsessed and and interested in in, in fragrances and smells in and of themselves. I come from a family that um, they're dedicated to growing plants and um, landscaping architecture. So I come from a very actually rural area in the southern part of New Jersey where there's lots of plants and flowers and so forth. So from my upbringing, I always had a huge interest in, 
in materials and smells and fragrances and so forth. And that was probably where all that began. Now, within Paris, within the shopping centres, on the high street in bespoke ateliers such as this, I hear every single day in articles also different catchwords, phrases, descriptions for perfume. So fragrance, perfume, scent, cologne, eau de toilette, what, what are the differences, if any? Well, all of these are, um, are perfumes. Okay, The difference is that the, the, the quantity of perfume that these perfumes have in them uh, will decide what name you give um, a perfume. So, you know, at a very low level, if you have about a 6% amount of perfume in, in, in a perfume, it would be considered like an eau de cologne. And then the higher level, like if you add a little bit more perfume, maybe about a 14, 15%, you would consider that an eau de toilette. So all these are perfumes, but as you're going up the scale, there's more content of perfume. So you would go from the eau de cologne, the next one would be eau de toilette, the next one would be an eau de parfum, and then you would go even to an extract of parfum. And obviously, as the concentration gets stronger, okay, the perfume lasts longer on your skin, and the price goes up as well. Okay. Okay. Now, within the, the atelier here, the, the, the perfume space, how do you arrange the perfumes in order for your guests? For example, on the website, you can look by date, you can look by blender, you can look by different types of top notes and hearts. How do your clients and your customers, how do they select the perfumes in order within the shop? Yeah, okay. On the website, it's much easier because of all the material that you have and the information is there. So it's very easy to, to, to find a perfume uh, with the final, we have your, in your search engine. And so if you simply want to find a perfume with rose, it's very easy to do that on the website or a particular type of perfume, if you want a green type perfume. Whereas the shop is a little bit more complicated because the brands prefer to be together. They want to have a presentation. They want all the perfumes to be together. So what we've done is we do keep the brands together, okay? And the only thing that is really separate within the shop is that each perfume we know and is indicated as either being a gentleman's perfume a woman's perfume or unisex. Okay, that's it. The rest I have to do. So that's where I have like a big role in having to come in and help the client find what they're looking for. If they want a particular citric perfume, then I have to show them what the citric perfumes are from each brand. So it's a little bit more complicated in that way. So I'm the person that really has to indicate to them, okay, you know, what type of perfume they want to find. I have to help them with that. Because like I said, the brands are together and the only thing that you can see that's very clear is men, women, and unisex. The interior design within the atelier here is very, very striking. What's the purpose behind this? I mean, you mentioned before that you were influenced by interior design and there's a definite strategy here, or is it actually just more aesthetic? Well, it's actually both. I mean, there's definitely the aesthetic part of the, the, of the shop that's supposed to look nice and appealing and so forth. But we really wanted to do something that was very elegant, but at the same time, we didn't want it to be too... Uh, untouchable because you have a lot of perfumeries that maybe offer high-end perfumery and each perfumery and it's very difficult to touch and everything's behind glass and everything's sort of protected so we want to do something that was very elegant but at the same time very close to people 
So that's why we sort of have this kind of system set up where everybody can just, you know, touch the perfume, smell the perfume. Um, we use the cone system, the glass system, where you can, where the perfume is already prepared in within the glass cone. They can just pick it up and smell it. They don't have to use the small um, strips of paper to spray it on there. Everything's already prepared. And then in addition to that, there's sort of like a energy going on in the shop. We try to base the shop on feng shui. Okay, so that was sort of part of the influence in the shop was doing the feng shui with the energy. And then you have the color of the, the, the natural um, oak with the black contrast so that the product sort of stands out. And that's basically what we want to do. We're doing just something a little bit different, a little bit more unique and, and make it have a very energetic and, and positive energy. That's what I want to say. You know, a lot of positive energy in the atmosphere, which makes people come in and feel like they're at home and feel very comfortable. And that helps them, you know, they can sometimes clients can spend an hour or an hour and a half. So I'm going to do something, like I said, very elegant, but at the same time, very, very close to individuals. So that they felt that they were like as if they were at, at home. Now, you made quite a good comment there, which I'm going to try and develop a bit more. When I try perfumes on before there was the, the paper strip, I see here because it's a, a very high end and very bespoke atelier. We have the glass bell jars. What's the difference between using these and using the, the paper strips? Okay, the, the problem with the paper strips, okay, first of all, is that every time you have to spray perfume on a paper strip, you're going to fill up the actual uh, perfumery, the shop, with perfume. So if people are constantly spraying perfume over and over and over, you're going to fill the entire atmosphere with perfume, which is eventually going to cause a mixture of all these perfumes, and then it's going to be very difficult to, to appreciate individual perfumes. That's the first step. Another thing is that when you spray the perfume directly on the strip, you're going to get the smell of alcohol because obviously alcohol has a smell and it has to evaporate so you can actually appreciate the perfume. And then after that, the fact that matters is that as soon as you spray the perfume on the strip, you know, you have your top notes, your middle notes, and your base notes. So what you're smelling on the strip is the introduction of the perfume. It's not going to be the way it ends on your skin. So you're really not going to appreciate what the perfume really is like because what you need to do is get to the base notes. See, whereas in the glass cones, the perfume's been prepared in the morning into the cone. It's had time to rest, so the, per the alcohol has evaporated. And what you're really, really appreciating in the perfume are the base notes. In theory, how the perfume's going to end on your skin. And that's what you're interested in knowing if you like or not. Okay. Very technical. Now, what's the difference between the perfumery's fragrances and the, the more commercial perfumes that you may get in some of the the lesser quality shopping centers or some of the high street shops? What do you mean the quality between like a commercial brand and an each brand? Well, definitely. I mean, commercial brands, their main objective is obviously to, to sell as much as they can. So they're obviously going to use very cheap material or often usually cheap material and very synthetic material so that it's very cheap for them to uh, produce the perfume. And then obviously they sell it at a high cost because they obviously um, have publicity and marketing and they have to pay the models and so forth. So people, what they're really doing is buying the, um, the actual uh, marketing and, 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 and system that's behind the perfumes, not the perfumes in of themselves. They're also perfumes that have to be very simple because the majority of people have to like them. Whereas this kind of perfume is more artistic. Obviously, it's a business. The concept and the idea is to make money because it is a business. But there's not that obsession of just making a perfume just to sell it. There's an artistic um, side behind the perfume. And then obviously the quality of the perfume is way better than what you would consider in a commercial brand. Now, you spoke about with regards to the bell jars, um, perfume having different levels, the, the top level, the heart level and the base level. 
Could you describe this a little bit more for the listeners and the mechanics of perfume? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually quite easy. People don't realize it, but um, a perfume is really three perfumes in one. So the top notes and the, the middle notes and the base notes, those are the, they're actually three perfumes in one. And believe it or not, they're actually three formulas that are different. So the three formulas, okay, um, what they do is they give you the top notes, the middle, and the base. And the reason why that you have top notes or base notes is that in, in chemistry, the molecules in perfume have a weight. So the top notes are very, very light uh, molecules. That's why they're usually the citric notes will be in the top notes because they are extremely light and that's the first thing you're going to smell. Whereas the base notes, the molecules are much heavier and more dense. And that's where you're getting your vanillas and your tobacco. So it's actually a chemical um, equation. And then that's why we get your top, your middle, and your base notes. And it's like I said, it's three in one. And even an actual chemist, if he does or makes a perfume, um, and a perfumer can actually sell one of those parts of that perfume to another individual if he wants. So if a person comes in and says, look, I really love this perfume, but that what I really like about it is your base notes, and I would like to use it in a perfume, could you sell it to me? And they actually can do that if they want to. So it's very, very specific custom blending with, obviously, it's a, a form of art and a form of chemistry. Now, with this in mind, how would you find the perfect perfume? Is there a perfume for every personality, every moment, and maybe every season? Well, yeah, this is the thing about the perfumery is that, you know, perfumery is a very subjective thing. And that's the reason why we also have to have quite a lot of perfumes because everybody has different tastes. And so a lot of people come in and say, well, what is the best perfume you have? And that's impossible. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some perfumes going to be a little bit more popular than others. But in general, it doesn't work that way. It's that everybody has different tastes. So the job or our objective is to find that perfume at the shop that meets that person's personality and what they personally like. Because I can even show a customer three or four perfumes that have won best perfume of the year, and they don't like it at all. Or they find it... Uh, disgusting to say it in that way because it can happen sometimes so the fact of the matter is that it doesn't really matter if a perfume is one best perfume of the year or not you really have to take time and find that person's likes and find that perfume that matches up with them so there's no really perfect perfume or one perfume better than the other it's a very subjective thing So perfume is indeed pretty technical. Do you offer specific advice or consultancies on this? Well, usually every time that somebody comes in, we sort of give like very often, especially for people that might not know a lot about perfume, we're constantly giving like mini courses every time that somebody comes in and looking for a perfume. Because what we're talking about now with this interview is what I explain to actual clients once after another time and time again. So what we do is we sort of give a mini course in preparation to people that come in and are looking for a perfume, don't understand how the perfumes work or the structure. So we do that constantly all the time, every time we, we are attending a client. Okay. Now, you have a, you mentioned before, uh, you have a perfume doctor, someone who specifically mixes perfume. If a client came in, could you custom make a perfume specific to their requirements? We could do that, but we, we don't because it's extremely expensive to do. People don't realize that it takes a very long time and a lot of money to make a perfume. So... 
if I, the chemist that I work with and the perfumer that I work with, okay, he, if he were willing to do something like that, then he could. But people have to take into consideration that it's a very uh, expensive process between having to develop a formula, the different samples that they have to try, show the custom, the, 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 the samples that have been created. If they don't like it, they has to do it again. So it's an extremely difficult process. So to do like an individual perfume for somebody, it's not worth you know, the money or the time to do it that way. Something would be different, for example, if somebody came in and maybe wanted to create an actual perfume line or a brand that they want to commercialize, then maybe a chemist would be interested in doing it because you know, you're making that investment, which is quite high, but then you're going to create a brand where you're going to recuperate the amount that you invested, or the cost, exactly. Right now, within the, the shop, how many perfumes do you have on display here right now? Right At present, right now, we have approximately 165 perfumes. And out of the 165, which one would you say is the most exclusive or unique and why? Yeah, that, see, that's difficult. We're getting back to where it's like everything's very subjective. See, I have my 11 perfumes that I, I personally prefer that I use and, and, and so forth. And it's true that there are like maybe four or five perfumes that have happened to be a little bit more popular than, than most. Okay, and that does happen. But um, I would definitely say that there's not a particular perfume that is better than, than the rest. Um, so perfume being subjective, you personally yourself, you must have a, a favorite brand or type. Could you tell me what it is and why you prefer it to the other 160? Yeah, okay. One of the perfumes, and that's one of my favorites, not because we make it, it's one of my favorites, is the, the Sencia de Santolalia, we call that. It's dedicated to um, Santolalia, the Petrona, okay, from here, from Barcelona. And that's one of my favorite perfumes because um, it's a very energetic aromatherapy perfume. It has a lot of bergamot, ginger, green apple. And what happens with this kind of perfume is that when you put it on and you smell it and it goes into your nervous system, believe it or not, it actually makes you feel very good. It pushes you up, it brings you up. And it's a perfect perfume for the hot, humid climate that we have here. So Santolai is one of my favorite perfumes for that reason, for the climate that we have and that um, aromatherapy push energetic that it has that makes you feel good. Then aside from that, then there's a very interesting brand, which is actually the opposite of that, okay, which is called Beaufort, which comes from London. And they're actually very strong leather, uh, tobacco-type perfumes. And those are the kind of perfumes I really like to, to wear when it's winter or, or, or nighttime. So I can go from one extreme to the other. But Beaufort is definitely one of my favorite perfumes since I like the strong perfumes. And I like, obviously, Santolalia because of the hot weather we have. And you usually have to wear that kind of perfume in, in Barcelona. So obviously you have a, a very dedicated fan base here. Do you have customers that come in for a different perfume to have for each season, for example? Yeah, I'd actually say like uh, most of the customers that I have have quite a nice selection of perfumes and they like to come in and find if we have something new or we're offering another brand or new perfume and people have a tendency to have certain perfumes they'll have a perfume for maybe daily use maybe they'll have a perfume for special occasions and there's no doubt about it, at least for us in europe we have that tendency where these perfumes or certain perfumes are more adequate for the summer mm -hmm. because they're lighter fresher like i was saying about santa Lely, and then the other perfumes are more heavy or more for the winter or for the evening and people have a tendency to have that kind of concept and that idea once in a while you have a person that just uses one perfume because they identify that with their personality but it doesn't happen very often most people have like a small small selection perfumes of, of gotus and finally do you have any special upcoming events in the the run-up to the the christmas period well we just finished right now 
um, we just needed to introduce new brands into the shop right now. Okay, so we have basically everything set up for the new brands that we just introduced for the for the fall and winter. Okay. Um, we're definitely going to do a nice presentation within the shop. Obviously, decorate the shop in a very you know Christmas particular way, and so forth. But we're basically already set up for Christmas with product, you know, product-wise. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me. This was Thomas from The Perfumery. I hope you can join me for the next show, where I'll be giving some seasonal style tips for men and women on how to look good, from boardroom to ballroom, with Christmas party season rapidly approaching. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the latest fashion news, views and reviews, on forcmagazine.com and Force Magazine on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on.